Hello and welcome to another episode of Beardy and the Geek. This is Emmett Okuna speaking as Ryan Hoff is out and about in Sydney town meeting and greeting all the various Aussie comics people who came to Sydnova this weekend. A fair play to him, he did a fantastic job. I think he's managed to interview a very interesting cross-section of talent that's out there at the moment. And what we've done here is we've edited together all the interviews he did over the weekend and put them into one show for your entertainment. I sadly was not there, and they had an awful lot of fun without me, which I'm a little bit sad about. But never mind. I'm here in chilly Melbourne with a nice glass of wine, and uh, I'm happy enough. But anyway... So, who do we have on the show? Well, we have Mr. Paul Bedford, who is officially on notice for being rude to me. Next time I see him, there's going to be words. We have the Space Pirates, Caitlin and Matthew. We have Nicholas Scott, Daniel Delafoy, Paul Kajeji, Patrick and Carl Purcell, and Ryan K. Lindsay, T-Rex Jones, and Tom Taylor. Ryan actually got a really interesting scoop off Tom, so if you listen to the end, you get the full story. It's it's fantastic news, too. So, as always, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, drop some comments on Facebook, Twitter. You can check us out on iTunes. And, yeah, hope you enjoy. All the best. Cheers. So here I am now with Paul Bedford. We finally meet. It's been years in the making, seemingly. Uh, how's Sydney going for you, mate? Very good, very good. And it is nice to finally meet you, Ryan. The, the better half of uh, you know the, the partnership uh, with poor old Emmett. You know he's probably stuck down in Melbourne, and you know everyone everyone talks about how you're much the much better presenter of the two. Um, he's not going to hear this, is he? No, 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 not at all. Oh, that's good. No, Sydney's very good. It's uh, I. I, last year I came up here and I, I sold out, so uh, I'm definitely coming back every year. Um, this, the crowds have been great, uh, sales have been great, and the hangover's not so great. Well, I, I'm glad that uh, glad that we're treating you well and that our, our alcohol is, is good enough for you to imbibe. Um, sorry about the coffee in Sydney, I know it's not as good as in, as in Melbourne, but um, mate, so sales are going strong. Sales are going very well. It's, um, I, I think uh, even after a year, maybe the, the word's got around a little bit. Um, I've had a lot of people come up um, who bought it last year and uh, were nice enough to have nice things to say about it and weren't looking for a refund, which is a relief. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm very, very happy. I'll, I'll be coming back every year, despite having to get in one of those bloody aeroplane things, which I hate. I hate them all. Um, they're, they're fine. I, I hear it's safer than crossing the road, especially in Sydney, where you'll probably get mugged. <laughs> um, now, mate, where, where's the other Paul? Not not Paul Abstruse, who, you, who you're sitting next to, but but your old mate Paul that you usually have a flex off against. Oh, Mr. Mason. Um, I, I think uh, actually I don't know where he is. He's, he's probably off in the jungle somewhere, like just you know taking down uh, gorillas and, and cheetahs barehanded, because I think that's what he does on his spare time. I, I can kind of picture him doing the splits between two coconut trees, like Jean Claude Van Damme in Kickboxer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, it, a big, scary, sexy man. I love Paul. But from what I hear, he is a sweetheart. So yeah, he's a sweetheart. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. He's a big giant. All right, mate. So we've got Sydney Supernova now. What's your next appearance? Uh, heading down for, uh, well, heading back home, uh, and I'll be at Melbourne uh, Oz Comic Con. Now, Oz Comic Con is a big one. What can people get from you there? Uh, pretty much the same thing I've got here. I'm, I'm selling the uh, List TPB, 
which to non-nerds is a uh, graphic novel, um, and they can come along and listen to me ramble. Mate, it's always a pleasure. Glad that the list is going gangbusters. I'm really looking forward to uh, to what you've got in store. I know that you've just finished uh, the latest draft of yes. the screenplay as well. Yep. Working away on it, yep. Now, um, how long do you think before we see something uh, in the works? Uh, well, I, I submit the uh, screenplay to the um, to the producers hopefully in a month or so, just once I tidy it all up. Uh, and then from there, basically it's in their hands because I'm just a lowly, lowly writer. I'm the bottom rung on the ladder, Ryan. You know, I do my job and they just discard me. Yeah, that, that's fair enough, mate. I, <laughs> I know how you feel. That's what, that's what Emmett does to me on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, mate, really great to meet you and I'm glad that it's going well. So um, just come up to Sydney a bit more often, yeah? Yeah, just to avoid Emmett. Yeah. Beautiful. Done. Thank, thank you for having me on, mate. Cheers. Now I'm here with Caitlin and Matthew, the guys behind Space Pirates. Uh, as I'm sure you know, I've, I've been talking this book up so much, but can you tell us now why should people come and buy your book at Supernova? Because we're really good looking. Yeah, we're, we're extremely attractive people. And, and the, the Tom Baker um, scarf definitely helps <laughs> with, with the attractiveness, i got to say. Yes, uh, it really was an unconscious decision, I just grabbed it. Yeah. Morning on the way out, and was like, yeah, that'll do. Also, Just... Matt is a time lord. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to say, Tom Baker, Tom Baker scarves generally choose you. You don't choose them. <laughs> That's right. Now, how how has Sydney Supernova been going for you guys, anyway? Pretty good. Extremely well. Yeah, it's been um, fantastic so far. So it's only um, day two that we just started. So people have been buying the book, and we've been like winking at them sexually. <laughs> Well, that's probably why they're buying the book. Uh, but I also see a whole lot of sketches on the table here. So what, what can people get from you apart from your book? We're doing, like, uh, commissions, and we've got some, like, art prints and T-shirts and various things. Yeah, we're doing, like, $10 sketches you know, in uh, various styles, like Adventure Side style or My Little Pony style or even Space Fire style, depending on what people are into. But they're only 10 bucks, so people have been going crazy for them, which has been really good. Yeah, 10 bucks is a good price point for some uh, some original artwork. Uh, who are you guys hoping to bump into at the con? Alan Tudjik. Yeah, that would be amazing. You know how sometimes like the superstars like just walk around, they pretend to be all incognito. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. I'd meet Alan. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, no, we pretty much met everyone, um, all the local artists, all the all the local creator guys. They're the people that we, we really come to these shows for. So. Mm. We've pretty much run into like nearly everybody so far. We just have to get up and walk around. It was really great to meet Paul Kajeji for the first time ever. Mm. Um, and finding out that he's not actually a big, muscly, bald guy. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he's not Paul. Yeah. yeah, people get that from me as well when they find out that I'm not actually the physical embodiment of a logo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yeah. fat and sweaty? What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, a little bit, but uh, but anyway, guys, good luck with the rest of the con, and uh, hopefully it just goes gangbusters for you. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, man. So now we're talking to longtime friend of Beauty and the Geek and myself, I'd like to say as well, Nicola Scott. How are you going, Nicola? Hi there. I'm doing good. That's good. Now it seems as though you've been terribly busy. When I say terribly, I don't mean that it's actually a bad thing. <laughs> But you have been very busy at Supernova. I have been very busy today at Supernova. It's been, uh, I've been talking too much. N never, never. If you're talking to fans, it's never too much. Now, the big news, and we've just spoken to Tom, is yeah. Earth 2. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? How cool is that? I mean, we have been given our own dimension. Australia has its own DC universe. Oh, okay. We've got a whole world to play with. I, I, like, it, it's 
it's been in the waters for a while now that Tom is going to be working for DC Proper on something or other, and he's been talking about, you know, the things that he's been approached about, and then all of a sudden, Earth 2 comes up, and he gets the gig, and it's like, I can't believe it, that we're suddenly getting to work on something together, having talked about working together for a few years, that the opportunity is coming up now on a book that's really nicely well-established, and, uh, and we get to take it in a, a whole fresh direction. Is it also good having someone that you can work with in the same time zone? Um, I'm sure it might prove to be, but Tom's a night owl, and while I'm naturally a night owl, I have been keeping off him for hours for the last few years. I think, the, I think the upside about being in the same hemisphere and on the same continent is that we'll do sh conventions together regularly. I think that's the real upside, that you, I don't often get to see my writers on a regular basis. But I think the level of communication between us as we're working is probably going to be the same. Now, uh, what else, apart from Earth 2, are you working on anything else at the moment? Hmm. That you can talk about? Not that I can talk about. There's going to be a couple of announcements sometime shortly, I think. And I think that's all I can say. So we can't say who those announcements would be from? No, because that might give some of it away. One of the things is DC-related, but it's not a book. Not a book. Okay, that, that kind of narrows it down. We could, we could play with that. Um, now, just hear me out here. I'm spitballing, but I like, I like you and Tom Taylor on Earth 2. I would like to see Christian Reed on an Earth 2 Justice League Dark. Ooh, that sounds good. That's a really good idea. As, as much as he's sort of, he's not so much for the superhero spandex thing, I think he could do some damn fine work. I think he could too, because a, a Justice League Dark on Earth 2 would be really dark. And who better than the Dark Lord? He is the Dark Lord, uh, Cthulhu himself. Uh, hi Christian, love you. <laughs> uh, so, have you got, uh, apart from getting your, your one thing done for the fans here today, um, when's your next con? Uh, I'm doing uh, Oz Comic Con in Melbourne in the first weekend of July. Beautiful. So head down there, guys. Uh, Oz Comic Con has got a brilliant lineup. So get down there, support your local creators, and uh, buy up on Earth too. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, everybody. Now here I am with Daniel Delafoire. What uh, What do you do, mate? What, what's your comic book? Um, I produce Morlock. Uh, M O R L O K. It's a It's a comic book about uh, sort of runs between the 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th centuries in Europe um, mainly dealing with a lot of supernatural occurrences that happened then. I do a fair bit of historical research into actual cases of supernatural activity like werewolf cases and vampires and uh, sort of sea demons and this sort of thing and I've threaded a fictional story that interweaves between all of those um, and the two main characters are the Count de Saint-Germain. Most people might know him as a, an actual person, a historical figure that was in, claimed to be immortal. He was an alchemist in the 18th century. And the Wandering Jew. And they kind of go through Europe, kind of like Sherlock Holmes uh, and Watson team up, uh, getting rid of as many supernatural entities as they possibly can. Cool. So we're, we're looking at pretty much anything supernatural, werewolves. Are we going to see any vampires in there? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely Nosferatu-type vampires as well, not the, not the stock standard Dracula type. Alright, and no sparkly vampires either, right? No, 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 none of that stuff, no. It's all, it's pretty, it's a pretty serious comic. It's not like a tongue-in-cheek sort of comedy thing or anything. There might be a bit of humour here and there, but it's mostly um, history with the presumption that any of those supernatural things that were allegedly happening in Europe at that time really did happen in that sense. So kind of like um, 
werewolf wish trial, uh, sorry, a werewolf trial that happened in 1521 was just basically three supernatural, uh, sorry, three serial killers in France that were, you know, killing people and they thought they were wolves. In this story, they really are werewolves that really were sort of transforming and, and killing people and um, terrorising the, the countryside. All right, beautiful. And so far, mate, how's, uh, how's Sydney Supernova been treating you? Ah, fantastic. This year was uh, probably twice the, well, for us in any case, twice the crowd that we had last year. So on the first day, we've done better than we did over the two days last year. Um, but it's really good because there's a lot of interest, a lot of... The strange thing is I didn't target any particular demographic, but I found mostly women prefer to purchase the comic. I think because it's a period piece, epic type of a thing. Um, they're really into that sort of thing, but yeah, it's a, quite a varied demographic, so I'll get anything from a 12-year-old to a 52-year-old, either male or female, sort of interested in this particular title. Um, I'm into the second issue, which will be released at Smash, and um, trying to get the third issue out before a November convention. Excellent. So you'll, you will be at Smash? Yeah, I will be, yeah. It's Smash uh, actually tabling with Paul as well. So Excellent. Well, uh, we'll definitely be reporting there as well, so it'll be great to, uh, to see that second issue. Um, mate, where can people see you if they're not at Supernova? Where can they catch your work? Uh, they can find it at morlockcomic.com. That's M-O-R-L-O-K comic.com. I've got a website up at the moment. It's a sign-up form, but within a few days I'll have the full website back up again with the e-store because um, we do mail-outs to, to anybody that sort of would like to purchase it online with all the sort of photos of the artwork progress and pencils and inks and how it sort of comes together, both for the cover and the internals. Excellent, mate. Thanks for speaking to us and uh, looking forward to seeing that second issue. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us. And now, long-time friend of Beauty and the Geek, long-time friend of Ryan Huff, uh, Paul Kajeji. How are you going, mate? I'm doing famously well this weekend. It's been uh, possibly the best supernova yet. That's a big call. Now, um, so what, what wares have you been spruiking here today? Uh, this weekend, I've just been doing my first four-issue run of Pandia. Um, as well as some posters which I'm sort of giving away with every purchase and uh, it's been doing really really well in terms of sales. Now uh, earlier on I spoke to the guys from Space Pirates and they said that they were quite surprised that you're not a large muscly bald-headed man <laughs> like with your profile picture. Uh, who should they look for? Uh, who should people look for when they come past your store? Possibly the, uh, the complete opposite, short and hairy. You heard it here first, folks. Short and hairy, Paul. Uh, mate, so we've got the first four issues. What's to come in Pandia? Ooh, uh, well, I'm hoping to collect them into a trade, realistically, probably by the end of the year, possibly running a possible campaign uh, to fund that with some really exciting pledge-level giveaways, um, including quite possibly some 3D models, 3D-printed characters. Uh, through Shapeways, which is going to be kind of interesting to see if they actually sell, uh, for one thing. Uh, so that I got that, and then I'm, of course I'm busily writing the next six-issue run uh, for book two. Now, not only that, but you're uh, you're, you're quite well known for your uh, for your work with Kapow as well for the titles and everything else. How do you fill it all in? How do you how do you actually work, do the family thing, and do the comic thing? I don't sleep. Uh, I don't get to play video games instead of, uh, you know, I really don't have a, a life, so to speak. He, he comes, can you sort of put in some violin music behind this? Cause, yeah, of course. Okay, we can, well, we can do that. Here's the sob story. Uh, yeah, no, no, instead of going out drinking with the mates or, um, you know, playing video games, I just lock myself in my man cave and I work. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. Now, that, that may sound like violin music in the background, but realistically, without doing that, you wouldn't have four awesome issues on the table right now. So, 
mate. It's, uh, you go on gangbusters, you, you're kicking some real goals, so just stay in that man cave and keep plugging <laughs> away for it. Uh, for, for our sakes, really. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'm glad everyone's liking it. I mean, I've gotten some really great feedback this weekend as well uh, from prominent artists as well as fans, uh, and that's just really stoked up the fires to just keep going. That's great, mate. Well, uh, thanks for speaking to us, and hopefully the con just goes from strength to strength for you. Not a problem, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Cheers, bud. All right, now I'm speaking to Patrick and Carl Purcell from Winter City, our good friends from Winter City. Uh, how's the con been going so far, guys? Really good, yeah. We've um, done at least as good as last Sydney, probably even better. Yeah, good to see you, Ryan. Uh, it's been a great weekend. It, Sydney's always a fantastic show. There's a lot of a lot of comic book fans here, a lot of people that love to buy comic books. Uh, hands down, I've, I've done Gold Coast and Melbourne and now Sydney so far this year, and Sydney's just been crazy, selling like crazy. You know? um, so hopefully we'll have another good day today. I'm optimistic. Uh, already it's started well. Uh, people, the feedback's great too. You know, already on Facebook, we've had some people commenting saying they love the story and they're they're happy they picked up the book. So, yeah, I'm feeling really great about it. So what you're saying is that Sydney is better than Melbourne, right, <coughs> Emmett? <coughs> well, that's not specifically what I'm saying. I'm look. There's just a lot of people that like to buy comics here in Sydney by comparison, uh, and yeah, you know, quite literally by the maths, uh, twice as many people here are buying comics as opposed to what they were in Melbourne. Now, I don't know whether maybe that might just be our books, maybe it's a bit darker and more aligned to Sydney mentalities, but, uh, but you know, again, we did a really good show last year here in Sydney and we're having an even better show this year, so uh, yeah, a lot of consumers here. I mean, Melbourne's got a really great community of really passionate creators, uh, nicest guys, really talented, but I, don't, I just think that there's probably more people that buy comics here in Sydney than there are in Melbourne, perhaps. At least that's my experience so far this year. Alright, so Sydney's got more mental people and, and the, uh, the comic book resonates with them. Uh, the latest issue, what can people expect? I mean, we, we've spoken it up in, in BD and the Geek so many times. What can we expect from the latest issue? Well, from the latest issue, you can expect more of the same dark and gritty story developing, things coming out. We've got a nice big action climax that sort of rounds off what we're calling Season 1, so we're leaving lots of questions unanswered. We're pushing it forward, but it's, it's big things are going on. Awesome, guys. Now, who are you hoping to bump into at Sydney Supernova? Well, uh, Geek of Oz was on top of the list, so... So, plan B, um, look, you know, I've already met just about everyone I wanted to see this year, you know, um, Paul Bedford's up here, Paul Abstruse is always a great blast, Space Pirates got next to us, they're an awesome bunch of guys, uh, Brendan Halliday, fantastic, Ryan K. Lindsay, uh, you know, Darren, Dark Oz Comics too, it's, it's, been, it's been a really awesome show, I'm having a good time, uh, you know, a lot of guys coming up from Melbourne this year too, which has been really great. Uh, yeah, there's a few faces that are missing, unfortunately. The, the mofos from, from South Australia are, are a bunch, great bunch of guys. I'm, it's a shame they're not here. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Again, sorry if I missed anybody, but uh, I love all these guys, and it's been really good to see them all again. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, guys. Hopefully the sales just kick on today as well. Thank you very Thank much, you. Ryan. Pleasure. Ryan here with Ryan, but Ryan Huff with Ryan K. Lindsay, mate. How has uh, Supernova been going? Mate, it has been an amazing weekend. I've had a blast and sales have been fantastic. The people here are awesome. Uh, what have you been selling? What's on the table in front of us? 
Uh, the biggest seller this weekend has been the My Little Pony Rainbow Dash one-shot that I uh, did wrote through IDW. Thank you. Hang on, I'll just get that recording from the audience. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. They are the best, man. They're the best. That, that book sold out on the first day, unfortunately. I, I just couldn't uh, keep up with demand. But I've been uh, selling those. I've been selling my one-shot fatherhood through Challenge Comics. That's gone really well. Uh, I'm selling the oxymoron anthology that I wrote a story in through Comics Tribe. Uh, there's uh, a book through uh, Crime Factory called Lee. And uh, there's a book of essays about Daredevil that's really finding a home down here in Sydney. So it's, uh, it's been a varied lot of stuff, but uh, everyone's digging it, which is awesome. Now, uh, fatherhood as well. You've got that one on the table in front of us. Um, what can you tell us about that? It's, uh, it's about a guy who's a bit estranged from his family and his daughter in particular. And so he tries to get her um, a doll and it goes a little pear-shaped. So it's uh, very much like Jingle All The Way, but instead of becoming a piece of shit movie, it turns into Sin City because he kind of mentally snaps. So we end up with a car chase and the Tyrone fight in the rain and uh, it gets a little sort of noir-soaked. But in the end, it's about like how far would you go to like please your children, and could you go too far? I think you can. Probably bludgeoning people with a tire iron is too far. Um, <laughs> mate, so you're, you're here. We're just about to wrap up at Supernova Sydney, but you're heading down to Oz Comic Con, I believe. Uh, what are you going to be taking? Are you going to have the same thing? Will you have more My Little Pony uh, goods this time? I will have some My Little Pony stuff. I am working on how much I can get my hands on. But um, I'm also uh, liaising with some artists about possibly having a little con exclusive down there that'll look very pretty. Awesome, mate. Well, uh, what else do you have in the works at the moment? Uh, I've got an ongoing at Action Lab Entertainment, their Danger Zone mature imprint. It's called Ghost Town. Uh, the first issue, which acts kind of like a zero issue, came out uh, just the other week. And the second issue, where I pick up, uh, drops in August as does my book, The Devils in the Details, examining Matt Murdock and Daredevil, which uh, is a literary uh, analysis of a, the Marvel Daredevil character. And uh, I recently had a six-issue miniseries picked up by a very prestigious publisher. Very prestigious publisher. You can't give us any more than that? Uh, I certainly won't, no. <laughs> very well. On, uh, on, on threat of death, we'll, we'll leave it there, mate. Thanks for speaking to us. Uh, my pleasure, man. Anytime. Ryan here again, this time with Tristan Jones, T-Rex Jones. How you going, mate? I'm doing very well, man. How are you? Not too bad. A, li a little bit hoarse, actually, like a, like a Shetland. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit hoarse. I can't imagine how you go. How do you go with, like, with two days straight of just conning? I, I uh, basically devour barocas and uh, bathe in sanitizing fluid. Strepsils and everything else, man. That's what I do. And just, like, use Glen 20 as deodorant. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, um, you've, you've got a couple of really cool prints here, and, and I'm especially fond of the, uh, the Clone Wars ones. Cad Bane is just wicked. Um, but also, your, you've got your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ones here. How, how have they been selling? Uh, I might as well have not brought anything else, to be honest. It's, uh, it's, it's been pretty nuts. I've, I've been taking 25 of them to each of the shows, and I'm already digging into the Perth allotment, so... It's just, I, I, I didn't think they, I mean, I know the Turtles are popular, but I didn't think uh, they'd be doing this sort of business, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how many I've got left by the end of this con season. Yeah, sorry about that, Perth, but you're going to miss out. Um, mate, what else have you got on the, on the, uh, on the drawing board at the moment? Uh, right now, I'm, uh, and I was up till 4 o'clock this morning working on it, I'm working on the interior art for Hoax Hunters 10 through to 13, and it looks like, I think... I might be back for more after that. 
Uh, we, they're going on a season break and then uh, starting up again. Um, I've got... Well, I've been asked to do Turtles covers, uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm off Ghostbusters, Silent Hill got canned. Uh, Sebastian Hawks is now moving back uh, full steam because we had a, a delay with um, Wolf Creek 2 going on. They had to go and uh, film that, so um, we all kind of had to take a back seat on things for a little while. And Chris and I both had deadlines that we had to meet on uh, prior commitments. Um, so, you know, we had to kind of juggle priorities and everything. But, uh, yeah, so it's Sebastian Hawks. Uh, I'll be doing Turtles covers at some point. And uh, Douglas Holgate and I, uh, we've just started working on a book together. And I, I swear to God, it's the most excited I've been to work on a project since I started working on the Turtles. That was 10 years ago. Now, um, I think I said on Twitter that if... If you and Douglas Holgate work on a book together, you can just, I'll just give you my bank details and feel free to de- just withdraw at will. Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's, it's kind of like we've taken... We're, we're both huge, huge fans of things like BPRD and Hellboy. Uh, we're also... When we were in uh, Oz Comic Con, uh, Perth, I think that was the last one. Um, sorry, Adelaide, that was the last one. Uh, we... Uh, we, we were sharing a hotel room and we started discussing uh, old horror films and we found out we were both really huge fans of like old English horror films like Hammer horror films and stuff like that and the idea is that it's kind of like well uh, we want to take Peter Cushing's Van Helsing types and his character from the Horror Express and then go and get like uh, Christopher Lee's character from The Devil Rides Out you know, kind of create our own things out of it and then see what happens when we smash these two characters, you know, into stories together and how the dynamic would play off each other. Because it's always been Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing as, you know, adversaries, except for the Horror Express. And so we figured it would be kind of fun to bring both those good guy personalities together and have them going up against, like, uh, satanic cults and, you know, all kinds of weird, horrible things. And we kind of wanted to play with the idea of having big, you know, monsters and things like this but again, kind of look at it like Hammer Horror Films did and kind of go, well, we don't have the budget to make this gigantic monster. How would we make it scary? So we're kind of, oh, sorry, picking shots and angles and all kinds of things. And I guess trying to build a sense of dread, but also adventure around it as well. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what it is. And uh, it's, I'm kind of looking back at some of the stories I've done or had ready for Ghostbusters and Turtles and things like this. And uh, I've been able to repurpose a lot of those unpublished stories. Uh, so they'll be going into this, and it's just, yeah, the most fun I've had in ages. So we've got you writing and Holgate on art? Yep, that's it, that's it. And uh, uh, I think I'll probably do s- some art here and there, probably not interior art, but like maybe covers and variants and stuff like that. Uh, and we're looking at getting... Uh, we're, we're actually going to have uh, a short story appear in uh, an anthology book that Rachel Deering is putting together. And if you don't know who Rachel Deering is, she's our letterer on Sebastian Hawks. She's also an extremely talented writer um, and is the writer of a book called Anathema, uh, which you can find on... Uh, you can find her on Twitter and DeviantArt and all these sorts of things. Just Google her name and you'll find it easy. But uh, she's done a ton of really great horror uh, shorts and stuff online. So we're really, really excited about that as well. And she really likes what we're doing with that too. So... Already the word of mouth is kind of getting us more excited than, uh, you know, we were already really excited about it, but now seeing the kind of the word of mouth now that we've kind of let things out a bit, that's making us more and more amped for it. So we're really kind of keen to get this out there. And when can we expect to see the book? 
Uh, well, I've already seen interior art. Uh, I'm halfway through the script for the first issue. Uh, we're hoping to have that one out by uh, maybe New York Comic Con, so September, October, hopefully. Uh, and if, if, if it's not completely ready, we'll have an Ashcan type thing ready, maybe a black and white, uh, really limited press run. Uh, so, fingers crossed. But keep an eye on Doug and myself on Twitter um, and Facebook and all that sort of stuff because we're constantly going to be leaking out details about it over the coming weeks. Beautiful. Thanks for talking to us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. And it comes with the cane. The tall hat. <laughs> and the slapping. Yeah. Now, <laughs> sorry, you've come halfway through uh, a conversation here, everybody. It's Ryan here from Geek of Eyes and Beauty and the Geek here with Tom Taylor of The Deep. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Now, noticeably, on your table, there are no copies of The Deep. And from what I've heard, no copies of The Deep in this entire convention hall. No, I actually, I sold out very quickly and I went through the convention hall and I bought uh, other people's copies and I came back and I sold them and then Madman still had a few and everybody's bought them out as well. And I, I heard just, just over the wireless just now that someone punched a child for their copy, so it is a hot property. Yeah, it's, it's very, very sad. And uh, parents out there, I would advocate not punching children to, to get your all-ages titles. It's probably not the right way to go. It's not, but... You do have plenty of other things. Um, now, I, I will say one thing, though. The thing that blows me away, and the thing that I'm super happy about, because I have championed the deep for a long time, I love the fact that you've got Star Wars, one of the most iconic franchises of all time, still on the table, but no copies of the deep. It's, uh, what can you say? It's fantastic. I, um, I was on the stage on the Friday night for the opening ceremony, and I came out, and they did the big thing, and the clapping and the cheering, and woo, injustice, woo, Star Wars. And I said the deep, and it got just as big a cheer from the audience as Star Wars did. I was like, well, that's cool. That is very cool. Yeah. And, and as we all know, it's about to get the, uh, the animated treatment. How far away are we from seeing it on screen? Uh, I'm not sure. If there's a full trailer all put together, which looks wonderful. I don't know how far away we are. We've, you know, we're waiting on a few things. Um, I've written the first couple of episodes. Obviously, we're insanely happy with the trailer, and Technicolor are very happy with us. So, hopefully, as soon as possible. All right, so Injustice is still selling its balls off. Um, what else have you got on the way? Now, I've spoken to Wolf from Gestalt, and he said that you were incredibly busy and that you may not be able to speak of the things that you're working on. Uh, for him, or for, or for outside of them. Well, probably the last time you spoke to him, Earth 2 hadn't been announced. That's, so I'm a big working, announcement. that's the big announcement. So yeah, working on Earth 2 for DC Comics with my wonderful friend Nicholas Scott. Uh, so Australia's been given its own universe, which is cool. We like having our own universe. Um, so I'm working on that. I'm also, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, I've just, I've, I'm writing a new Star Wars series. Um, nobody knows that yet, but there you go. Now you do. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, I'm busy. I'm just so busy. I don't, I don't sleep. I miss sleep. You miss sleep. One thing apparently <laughs> you don't miss so much is drinking solid shards of glass. Can you tell us what happened? Um, well, the story as I've heard it lately has been building and building and apparently I was, there was blood everywhere. But no, it's not true. Uh, we went out for a drink last night. The last drink we all shared. We all had lined up something for us all to drink. There are 14 of us. We all drank that and I had large, hard chunks in my drink, and I thought it was something that they'd done to the drink. Like, ah, oh, it'll be like, you know, 
that that thing where they sort of make that frozen sugar, you know, and well, like some crushed ice or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I went to sort of swallow some of it, and I swallowed all of my drink, and it was still there. So I spat it out, and it was just large, excuse me, chunks of glass, and it cut my lips a bit, and I definitely swallowed a little bit, which wasn't cool. But there were 14 of us, and everybody found little pieces of glass. Just chunks of glass and, and blood and guts and gore and dogs and cats living together. That's right, yes, it got bigger and bigger and then there were like rivers, rivers of blood just running through this thing and, and we're still not going to sue. Go figure. Alright, so, so apart from the reckoning, yeah. how, how has your time in Sydney been? Oh, it's been fantastic. I've, just, I've been absolutely slammed the whole weekend, which has been amazing. I've had people at the table all weekend on often sort of five deep, uh, everybody's loving Injustice, everyone's loving the deep, which is exactly what we want, it's, and yeah, and everybody's been lovely, as always, I got to meet Zack Snyder, that was cool, I, I had a big chat with him up in the green room before about our mutual love of Superman, and you know, talked about the next movie a bit, which I won't tell you about, but, um, but yeah, he's a good guy. I did see that picture, and I cursed you out a little bit, I've got to admit. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, so, so how did you get the inspiration for writing the deep? Well, basically, I'd always wanted to write, you know, I wanted to write an all-ages book, obviously, for my children and for everybody's children and for parents to read to children and enjoy with them. But, um, yeah, basically, the first time I ever went to San Diego, I uh, chatted to a guy called Joe Kelly, whose work I absolutely love. Uh, I love the Superman, his Justice League, and I Kill Giants, one of the, my favourite graphic novels. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. And I was talking to him, and I just started on Star Wars, and he said to me, look... Star Wars is fantastic, you know, everything you're going to do license-wise is fantastic, but if I had have known, you know, 15 years ago when I was writing Spider-Man and, you know, starting to write Superman, what I know now, then back then I would have started my own creator-own book. I wouldn't have waited as long as I have. And he told me that that's what I had to do. And I literally came home from San Diego and started writing The Deep. And I was able to give it to him, you know two years later and he was like, ah, oh, yeah, what's, what has he gone and done? Holy crap. And he loved it. And then, you know, he wanted to do the introduction, which was fantastic. Yeah, well, that's where you got the, the intro to the book. Um, so it is, I mean, we've spoken about it before, how fantastic it is to have um, an all-ages book that everyone can, can read, as opposed to Injustice, which you cannot read to your children whatsoever. No, that's exactly it. And that's, that's why we did it. And Joe ended up reading it with his son. And, you know, and they read it together, and that's exactly the story you want to hear. That's, that was the entire point. I wanted something I could read to my sons, and that's why I wanted to write it. Well, I'm very glad that you did. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you to Joe Kelly. Uh, thank you to Man of Action. Thanks to Wolf as well for, for, oh, without uh, a doubt. for getting behind the book with Gestalt, because, um, I mean, I, I personally think that Gestalt have not released a bad book at all. No, they haven't. I mean, Wolf, he's incredibly... You know, he's not going to print anything unless it's quality. He knocks back, you know, so many ideas because he will only print something that he thinks is worthy. And The Deep is not something that would have normally been on their books, but he could see the worth in it, which was fantastic of him. Well, it is a great book, and it shows that it's a great book because you've got none left. So <laughs> thanks again for talking to us. Thanks for The Deep. Uh, and just thanks for being so timed, not only with us, but also with the fans. Not a problem. Thank you very much, man.